And welcome back to the Bible and Business. I'm your host, Bill English. You can always reach me at bill at bibleandbusiness.com if you'd like. Today we have with us another profile in stewardship, uh, Steve Houston, who is part of the family that owns Bank West out in the western suburbs of the Twin Cities. Steve, glad you're here. Bill, I'm glad to be here. Thank you. And so uh, today we're going to talk about, we're going to do one of our Profile and Stewardships uh, shows, which means uh, Steve has volunteered to come in and talk about how he integrates his Christian faith uh, with his role as a business owner. And this is something that we're highly interested in at Bible and Business and here at Faith Radio. And so, Steve, let's just start out. How This is a family business, so you grew up with this bank because your parents, I think, started it. Is that correct? Um, actually, I didn't grow up in the banking business. I grew up on a farm uh, near Litchfield, Minnesota. Okay. My, uh, my mom and her family were in the banking business, but I farmed most of my growing up years. And then in 1980, my parents purchased the bank in Rockford, Minnesota, a small little bank in a bedroom community of the Twin Cities. And that's how you then entered the banking business, I'm assuming not at leadership right away, but you did enter the business in 1981, it sounds like. Yes, after I had uh, finished college, um, I was thinking I was going to be farming, but uh, the farm crisis came along and I needed to... uh, reevaluate and see if there were some other opportunities so i actually came in the banking business through an insurance agency that the bank owned but eventually started as a teller and uh, worked my way through the the different positions at the bank okay so steve you're a brother in the lord you're a strong christian you're mature you've been in banking a long time but really today for our conversation we're really looking at your ownership role and your leadership role within the bank. And so I'm interested to hear from you how, how you felt God leading you to get into the, uh, to the ownership side and the leadership side of the, of the family bank that you have. How did you sense God's call on your life to uh, make this your life's ministry? Well, one of the questions that I had early on, even in my high school years, was I was wondering if God really wanted me to uh, be in full-time ministry. And um, uh, during those years, I was um, praying that God would show me his will for my life and um, actually was called to Northwestern College. Uh, I thought that if I was in a Christian college environment, what better opportunity to hear God's call if he wanted me to go that direction. So I was at Northwestern for two years, actually. I uh, uh, got a one-year Bible degree um, at, at that point. Um, the really great news is I met my wife of 38, uh, almost 39 years here. And um, it was during that time that uh, I felt that God didn't want me to go into full-time ministry. He showed me that I can have a ministry even though I have a full-time job outside of the ministry. Isn't that interesting? Uh, when I talk to business owner, Christian business owners and ask them about their call to ministry, so oftentimes I find that they feel really a sense of call to the business world. And yet uh, when I talk to people outside of business ownership, that's almost a foreign concept to them. Have you found that dichotomy a little bit within the church? 
Yes, yes, I have. Um, I'm part of a Christian men's network uh, called CNT, and uh, we often talk about that our business should be our ministry, and our ministry should be our business. And I, I really feel that is the case. And um, over the years, uh, have talked to people in Christ, full-time Christian ministry, and sometimes they say that uh, they're somewhat frustrated because they don't have the same platform to impact people's lives that some of us do that are not in full-time ministry. It's interesting that most people who really are in the marketplace, the Christians in the marketplace, have far more opportunity uh, for impact in our culture than the average pastor does. The average pastor, and I, I don't mean this in a bad way, it's just that he, he tends to be at the church, tends to be working on his sermons, uh, maybe making some hospital calls, uh, but he has his job, he has his ministry, and it's really to the body, preparing the body to go out and do the works of service. We're in the body, we're out in the marketplace, we're actually doing the work. Well, the other thing about that that I've seen is I think sometimes the world is surprised when they see values in our Christian life come through business and uh, for some of those that are not in full-time ministry. For example, at our bank, uh, for many years, we run a Christmas ad that Jesus is the reason for the season. You and really run that? We do. We do run that, and I know it's not politically no, correct. That's no, that's not at all. <laughs> and uh, some of my other banker friends, uh, even in the Twin Cities area, say there's no way that we could do that in our market. But um, what we found over the years is that that people really appreciate when uh, businesses are willing to take a stand and you know what, their values may look somewhat different than mine, but I appreciate when they're willing to communicate that and take a stand. Another thing that we've done um, at the bank is we've offered uh, some of Dave Ramsey's financial uh, training, Financial Peace University, and obviously there's a lot of Christian values there, and we feel that that's a way that we can integrate some of uh, our values, our, our biblical faith, into the community in a unique way. That's that's. Yeah, I've never heard of a business, any business in any vertical, doing a Christmas campaign. Jesus is the reason for the season. Uh, now it makes sense that you would offer the Dave Ramsey education because that's very much in line with what a bank would want. People who are managing their their finance as well. But lifting up the Lord in such a public way, has that cost you any business, do you think? has have Do you know of anybody who's looked at that and said, ah, these people, there's separation church and state, and I don't want to work with these Christians, and I'm going to go to Bank South down the street instead of Bank West. Have you run into that? That's a great question. And um, actually, when we started uh, doing this, there was even some of our staff that raised that question they were concerned that we would lose customers because of that but we've actually what we've actually found through the years is that we've gotten a lot of positive comments not only from customers but even from some non-customers that said it's really refreshing to see a business that's willing take to take a stand and obviously that's what we're trying to do. But are all those positive comments from other Christians? Or are some of those positive comments from people who would never claim to be a Christian? I think we've seen both. Um, really? And, and a lot of non-Christian people, maybe they grew up in a home with some values or a Christian home, um, and they've gone from away from the faith. 
but they still appreciate that we're willing to share what we believe. And so I would say um, over the years, I've maybe had one or two negative comments, but um, basically it's been positive. Well, I, congratulations. That's wonderful to hear. So we're talking about your integration of your faith with your role as a business owner. Okay. So what are uh, one to three things that you say, boy, Bill, when I look at my role as an owner and as a leader in this business, you have three branches, uh, you know, 135 million under, under uh, management right now, and you probably have a staff 60, 80 people. Uh, what is it that, that you really hang on to that says, you know, this is what, this is how a Christian business owner behaves, and this is how a Christian business owner, this is what he values, and this is what he does. What are one to three of those things that you really hang on to from your Christian faith? Well, I think uh, biblically I, I look at Matthew 25, and Jesus is teaching on the parables um, of the talents and how the master gave the servants different amounts of talents and wanted to see how each uh, servant handled those talents. And what what I believe is that God has put me in a place and my family in a place that he's entrusted us with, with resources. And we have a responsibility um, not only to our customers, our clients, but also to our staff and our community to make a difference with what God has entrusted us with. And we don't take that lightly. And so what kind of, uh, boy, I got, I got too many questions in my head. First of all, back to Matthew 25 and the parable of the talents. Do you interpret that and its parallel passage in Luke 19, that the return back to God is mainly financial or is it mainly spiritual? In, in other words, God, God entrusts, for, so for those who don't know this parable, um, this is a parable where, where the master gives uh, ten, five, and two talents in Luke, and I think in Matthew it's five, two, and one. And, uh, and two of the, uh, of the servants uh, double the talents and give it back to the master, and the last servant doesn't, and there's some other teaching there, theological, we could get into. But uh, I've always interpreted those two those two uh, versions of that uh, parable as being mainly a financial return back to the kingdom, not mainly a spiritual return. What's your view on that? Well, I think it's it's a good place to start uh, financially because of how often God talks about money in the Bible. Which is quite often. And obviously it was an important topic, but I would say that I look at this being much more than money. Because my resources, yes, I have some financial resources like we all do, but resources like our time, uh, and that, that is a resource that um, we all struggle with in the busyness of our lives. But the, but the larger issue is that what God entrusts to us, we have a responsibility to uh, make something of it and give it back to God as he leads us. Yes, that's exactly right. And and that's why I don't take this responsibility lightly because I God has entrusted us with some financial resources that can be a springboard and make a difference for his kingdom. You know, uh owning a business is really an entrustment in the American legal sense, Steve, your family owns Bank West, but in the spiritual sense it's really owned by God and he has just entrusted it to you and your family. We're talking with Steve Houston today who's uh uh Part of the family ownership and is the leader of Bank West, a bank in some of the western suburbs here in the Twin Cities. You're listening to Bible and Business 
I am Bill English, and we will be back right after this with more from Steve Houston. This is my fight song. Take back my life As a business owner or manager, maybe you've thought, I've got a talented team, but they seem to be confused or underperform. Or maybe you've had high turnover, losing some key team members. Have you taken a good look at yourself, not just your management skills, but also your heart? At BibleInBusiness.com, Bill English provides a checklist of potential issues and also scriptural points to help you take a step back, reflect on, and to help you get honest with yourself and your team. Check out the article, The Top 10 Things Business Owners Do That Demoralize Their Employees, at BibleInBusiness.com. We are back here, Bible and Business. I'm Bill English, your host. You can learn more about the Bible and Business at BibleAndBusiness.com. That's Bible, A-N-D, and Business.com. Uh, and we're talking today with Steve Houston, who's part of the family ownership of Bank West. Uh, in suburbs west of the Twin Cities, you're in Buffalo, you're in Rockford, and where's the third one? In Hanover. Hanover. Right. Okay, I, I always remember the first two, Buffalo and Rockford, but you're also in Hanover. And Steve has been gracious enough to come in today and uh, talk about uh, how he integrates his Christian faith with his role as a business owner. Steve, I'd like to shift gears from what we were talking about in the first segment and uh, just ask you, uh, when you look at your faith, when you look at your role as a business owner, what are some of the areas that you find you're either a little confused about or you're just, you just wish you uh, had some more either education or more experience in the integration of the faith, of the Christian faith with your role as a business owner? Well, I think, Bill, sometimes um, it, there's a tension between us making a profit and helping people. Um, at the bank, our mission uh, is building a legacy of caring. And sometimes I think even our staff questions um, when we charge a customer for an overdraft fee or the interest rate we charge on a loan, uh, are we really helping people? And I guess the way I reconcile that myself is that if uh, our bank, our business didn't make a profit, we wouldn't be around to serve the needs of our community and our customers. So I, you know, I feel that uh, we have a responsibility to be fair and uh, not overcharge, but we also have the opportunity to make a profit, which I think is important for the future of our business. Profits provide sustainability to any business. Without profits, the business goes out of business and everybody loses their job. Uh, vendors lose a customer to sell to, so forth and so on. So profits provide a, st a sustainability aspect, right? They do. And, uh, for example, we have about 30 families in our community that there's income provided to that household because of their employment. And um, also, it's a great opportunity for our families, our employees, to be involved in the community in various ways. So it's not just the financial part of it, but the volunteer hours that we're able to support our community. So we didn't talk about this in the pre-show planning, but I'd like to ask you, 
what really are the purposes? Now, think think about business in general now. What are the purposes, God's purposes for profits, do you think, for business beyond the concept of sustainability? Well, I think the whole idea of stewardship, um, we often uh, quickly go to the dollars and cents and the money part of stewardship. I've always felt that it's much bigger than the money, yeah. even though I'm in the the financial services business. But I think stewardship means so much more. It's it's what are we doing with what God has entrusted us with, uh, and our time is a big part of that. It's really about what we do with the profits. It's not the creation of the profits themselves. Yes, that's correct. And and you know we we do a lot of things financially in our communities um, with our our Christian businesses, um, our Christian organizations, but also through our schools and uh, just different entities in the business that in the community that feel uh, we feel make a difference and make our lives better. Yeah, so at Bible and Business, we have four purposes for business that we think God has, has given to business. It's people, uh, uh, products, profits, and philanthropy, the four Ps, right? You mm-hmm. know, you're there, we're there to develop the passions and the talents and the abilities of people. Uh, we're there to provide products and services that enable the community to flourish. We're there to create profits that provide sustainability to the business and the community and also fund philanthropic uh, activities. So it just seems to me that high profits is not the issue if they are used correctly uh, for God's kingdom. And in my mind, that's part of doing the Matthew 25, Luke 19 thing of, hey, God, I, you've, you've entrusted this business to me. Here are profits back to be used to further the kingdom, not only here in Buffalo and Hanover and Rockford and Minneapolis or Madison or Hartford or wherever. It's be used around the world. Well, and what we found in our business is um, a lot of times people come to us to talk about financial things, but quite often before we talk about financial things, there's a lot of other things going on in their lives. And sometimes I've been surprised um, the marriage counseling or the opportunity that I have someone that they're, uh, they just lost a parent um, and they're struggling with the grief of that. And, yes, they need to and want to talk about the financial piece of that. But I feel as a Christian business owner, I have an opportunity to share Jesus' love with them. And that's your ministry heart coming out. That's that, you know, you're you're a you're a minister in business as opposed to a guy in business who's trying to flavorize it with Bible verses. Yes, I that that's my goal. Yeah. So let's shift gears again then. And let's talk, Steve, for just a moment about what you wish your pastor and your church family understood about your role as a business owner. Now, I have I have encountered this at my church where uh, some people automatically think that because I owned a business, I'm rich, or because I owned a business, I'm powerful. And, of course, neither of those things are accurate. Uh, just ask my wife. So what do you wish your pastor and your church family knew or understood about your role as a business owner? Well, before I answer the question, I might just say that sometimes when I'm taking applications, um, you know, if I'm talking with a business owner and his spouse, what I find is that the business owner is happy to tell me what his position is or, or what their occupation is, if I'm a doctor or a lawyer or whatever. But what, and, and then as a part of the interview, sometimes, 
the wife will say, well, I'm just a stay-at-home mom. And usually at that point I stop the interview and I say, you know, wait a minute here. Uh, I know this may not be my place, but you have a very important role and being a stay-at-home mom, in my mind, is is not lower than being a banker or being a lawyer. Uh, it's a it's a higher calling in my mind. You know, it is. I, I've I've jokingly said that my wife is the senior executive vice president of human resource development and domestic supply chain procurement. So, <laughs> yes, yes. Um, but back to your question, I I think that most pastors and uh, people in ministry understand that it is a juggling act for us as small business owners, um, and uh, we're juggling between not only the business but ministry and family um, and all of those things, just like they are uh, in full-time ministry. But I think sometimes it's hard for them to understand that we have to say no sometimes, whether it's a financial request, could be a parachurch ministry, or could even be at our church where there's a need that financially we have to say no to. And um, so it's all about some choices that we have to make. And I think sometimes they have a hard time understanding when we have to say no financially, but also in our time commitments. Yeah, you know, uh, Christians tend to think that uh, business owners saying no to other Christians or saying no, period, is somehow unchristian, that we all, our answer default should be yes. And I think your default is to try to get to yes. But, uh, yeah, sometimes you do have to say no. Yes, I think that's right. And, and I think uh, most people understand that, but they still can be frustrated when they have a goal to raise money or to find someone for a committee or a board. Okay, then let's shift gears one more time, and let's talk about what trends in the business world that you're experiencing as an owner, not just what you're seeing in the marketplace, but trends that you're experiencing as a business owner. They might be legal, human resource, society, so forth, that are starting to create challenges for you as in, in the exercise of your faith in your role as an owner. What might some of those challenges be? Uh, Bill, I think that's a great question. Um, it, it seems to me that our country and our society is coming more and more divided and less willing to find common ground. And I'm not just talking about politically, but also in other areas, including our values. Many of these values guided people in living even as I was growing up. And now it seems like as a society, we're struggling more to find those values and to find that common ground, which I think is going to continue to cause problems, um, not only maybe in business, but also in our society, in our churches, our organizations, where we're not looking to find common ground. Uh, we're divided, and it's hard for us to find um, some kind of compromise. I think everybody would agree that we are divided politically. We're polar, polarized politically. But in my mind, that is because we're becoming very polarized theologically. You know, when you have books being published in the United States with titles of so many Christians, so few lions, uh, then you know that we have really two or three different cultures in this country. And we keep talking about our shared values at the political level, but I'm not sure that we really have shared values much anymore in in the United States. Uh, We are very divided along theological lines, too. Yes, I agree with that. So we have been talking today with Steve Houston 
who is uh, part of the family ownership at Bank West. Bank West is located in Buffalo, Minnesota, Hanover, Minnesota, and Rochester, Minnesota. Rockford. Rockford. Oh, I keep saying Rochester, don't I? That's all right. I'm sorry. We, we should maybe look at that area. <laughs> yeah. Maybe there's a bank down there you can buy, <laughs> Exactly. Right? If you want to make the world a better place, take a look at yourself and make that So what's our bottom line for today? What can we take away from our conversation with Steve? Well, the first thing to take away is that uh, you as a business owner have a call to be in business and in the Matthew 25, Luke 19 sense, you have a stewardship responsibility before the Lord to return back to the kingdom more than what God has given to you. So as you steward your business, the creation of profits, the creation of money is a good thing. It's a social good. It's a spiritual good. And it is something that you can return back to the kingdom to help fund the kingdom and to help uh, God increase uh, uh, the kingdom on this earth. And we ought to be thankful, frankly, that God is including us in that uh, effort. Also, let's let's remember also the second thing is that whatever businesses we do own, while we own them in the American legal sense, in a spiritual sense, they are simply entrustments to us from the Lord. He has given you the, atal- the talent and the ability to create wealth. That's what he tells us in Deuteronomy 8. And so anything that we do create in terms of uh, dynasties or businesses or profits or whatever, it's really just a result of what God has given to us in the first place. So we have no, no place to be haughty or arrogant or proud. And then finally, uh, let's remember... Uh, that uh, you can build a legacy of caring like Steve does at Bank West. You can build a legacy of giving. Let's be known for that as opposed to just being people who create profits in a cold, harsh manner in the marketplace. I am Bill English. This is Bible and Business. Thank you for listening today. We'll be back uh, next week with more integration of faith and Christian business ownership. Thank you for listening.